welcome once again to the Apocalypse Podcast, the podcast about eating an entire pig. I am the Chief Taste Tester, Sam, but today we're having a bit of a role reversal and this is going to be all my episode and my personal chef will be James. Hello, James. Now, when I agreed to do this, I thought I was going to be Chief Taste Tester, you were going to be host and I was going to be Chief Taste Tester. So I thought that I was being promoted, but what you're telling me now is that you're staying chief taste tester and you're the host, and I just get to be the chef. Oh, did you? You thought that was a promotion? I thought this was my promotion to host. Well, <laughs> okay, well, of course, we do care about your opinion about what the food tastes like, James. Okay. So anyway, we are seven episodes in, and we're talking about a very classic cut this week. James, what are we talking about? We are talking about the belly. So the belly actually lasted us five different meals. So we get to explore some really interesting cooking techniques with this one. But before we act like two greedy pigs and get stuck into this week's episodes, let's do our usual freezer check. How much have we got left, do you reckon, James? Uh, we're under halfway now. We are under halfway. I am guessing 45 kilos, something like that. Mm, well, each cut of belly was about 500 grams. So actually eating all the belly didn't create loads of space, but it's dipped us just under halfway. That's pretty good. As always, don't forget if you've got any thoughts on pork or would just like to share some recipes, especially if you've got any trotter recipes for us, because we've got, um, we got a four, lot of trotters. four trotters to be looking forward to. We don't in know what to do with them. The winter. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching for the Apocalypse Podcast or find us at apocalypsepodcast.com. Now... Last time we did a podcast, James, we didn't really get to make our audience very jealous with our description of ears, did we? Uh, perhaps not, but it wasn't my favourite cut so far, no. But the belly, on the other hand, has some jealousy-inducing potential. James, can you describe the belly for us? Well, when it came out of the freezer, it was... Well, there was a lot of it, first of all, so there was sort of five or six different bits. Uh, there's five distinct layers in a belly if you look at a cross section of it it sort of goes fat meat fat meat and really the flavor is in the fat and most recipes it seems like you render it down to get all that flavor into the meat not all of our belly had lots of fat on it did it where was all of our fat oh, okay so when we took bebop our pig to the butcher we asked for some skin and that was partly so i could uh, use it for making sausages and things like that that'll be covered in another episode entirely and some of the skin had been removed from our belly. So actually we weren't getting five layers all the way through. Some bits were less fatty. And they proved to be really, really good for sort of stir fries and things like that. The skin, however, you know, all that fat can crisp up really well. And some of it was also on the short ribs, wasn't it? Which we covered in episode one, was that? Yeah, oh, it was, was right back now. in episode one. Yeah, so the belly that we had was, was slightly further down the abdomen, away from the ribs. Uh, but it was all delicious. Okay, so pork belly gained a lot of attention in gastro pubs and stuff in the last kind of decade. Um, as you say, roasted with a big slab of crackling and fat on top. Mm. Very delicious. Um, do you know how they use belly in other cuisines around the world, James? No, but I do know that in Korea uh, they call it ogyepsal, which means five, the word five, in reference Ooh, to the five layers. What great Korean accent you had there. Uh, I, I mean, we've eaten belly pretty much everywhere, haven't we? We've eaten it in virtually every country we've been to. Not India. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> and actually, like the recipes that we've 
done with it really show off some of our travels as we like to do and some of the different ways we've had it so in the US they mainly use belly to make bacon yeah do you remember a few years ago we were out in America and your parents were with us and I was going to cook some pork belly and I went into the supermarket couldn't find it anywhere you couldn't get belly anywhere it's all just giant bacon isn't yeah it? it's all just made into bacon in Asian cooking too they sometimes remove the fat and can cook it in stir fries or with the fat braised low and slow. I remember years ago when there was like a Gordon Ramsay thing, I think it was on Channel 4, he was talking about belly. How is this really underused cut and people should be seeking it out and so on and so on. And back then it was really cheap. Like no one was using it. But as I say in recent years, it's coming to gastro pubs and everything. It's quite a trendy cut now. It's got a bit more expensive. So because this is my episode... I'm decreasing the science and ramping up the whoa, history. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to have some science. Do we? Yeah, yeah. For example, did you know that the three muscles within a belly are the transversus abdominis, the internal oblique, and the external oblique? And those three layers are separated by anterior abdominal wall subcutaneous fat. Fascinating. Anyway, so <laughs> pork belly might feel like a relatively recent invention, but first appeared on dining tables thousands of years ago in China and then pork curing methods spread throughout the Roman Empire until well into the 16th century the Middle England term bacon or bacoon referred to all pork in general all right but the cut typically used to make bacon would come from the side or the belly of the pig right the side or the belly so Mm. it doesn't have to be what we now call belly It does not. Mm. Oh, would you like to hear a sexist bacon story? Absolutely. In the 12th century, a church in the English town of Great Dunmo promised a side of bacon to any married man who could swear before the congregation and God that he had not quarrelled with his wife for a year and a day. A husband who could bring home the bacon was highly regarded by the community for his forbearance. Oh, now I know. So yeah, it's an etymology story and a... old sexist story (laughs) i just thought that uh, bring home the bacon was like someone who earns enough money to afford bacon but you're telling me that there's a whole sort of biblical element to it i'm telling you that the extent of my research Mm. has come up with this story you could also be correct okay (laughs) so how we cooked it we got to use some of our favorite cookbooks in cooking the belly which we're very happy and excited to give shout outs to in this episode so there'll be links in the show notes and also if you go to apocalypse.com apocalypsepodcast.com oh god don't even know our website name (laughs) (laughs) go to apocalypsepodcast.com and you'll find all the recipes that we used first up we cooked a recipe called classy pork yeah. What is classy pork, James? Well, this was Pearly Key's recipe, wasn't it? Pearly Key is a, a fantastic lady that we met out in uh, Penang, in Malaysia. And we went and did a cooking course with her. And also, I saw her the other day on a John Tarod programme. Yeah, I don't you remember? She showed us pictures. She'd met him. She'd met John Tarod. Well, she, she, she was co-starring, practically, in that one episode for a three-minute VT. And uh, I bought her book whilst we were out there. I thought it was great. Yeah, because we had a cooking class with the author herself. Yeah. So the cookbook's called Nonya Inheritance. The cookbook's called Nonya Inheritance. And the key thing about this particular recipe is it required sand ginger which is something that I had to order off the internet. And you can't just substitute with regular ginger. Oh no, it's its own thing. It's absolutely lethal. I think the entire recipe, which was, you know, 500 grams of belly and a curry around that, it took about an eighth of a teaspoon of sand ginger. Eighth of a teaspoon. And how much sand ginger do we now own? We own, I don't know, a pint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We made classy pork. 
how did it taste? Delicious. I mean, it was a really sort of umami earthiness, and I think that is the sand ginger. There's also a lot of yellow bean in there, which is uh, uh, basically it's soybeans, but fermented in a particular way. Is it full of MSG? It was when I was finished with it, yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I, I threw some MSG in as well, which wasn't in Pearly Key's recipe. I don't want to besmirch her name in, in any way, but I, I personally like oh, the MSG. It did but, look like a really good takeaway. It did, and it was really smooth as well, the sauce. In it terms, was shiny. The pork itself, I mean, it becomes a vehicle for the sauce, but, I mean, it's really sort of delicious vehicle. I think it was in the pan for about an hour, and the, all that fat really rendered down, and it was silky smooth. And there was a nice bite to the meat in there as well. I think there was some onions and stuff. Serve it over rice, absolutely uh, delicious. Moving on to recipe number two, staying with the Malaysian theme, Bakwan. James, what is that? Bakwan, it sounds like bacon, doesn't it? <laughs> Bakwan. This is also when we were in Malaysia. We were walking around Kuala Lumpur and we found this place. It's a Chinese-Malay joint and all it did was Bakwan, which is essentially ground pork mixed with um, soy, star anise and things and then dried out in a slab, which they then cut into squares and then barbecue those really squares. quickly barbecue they barbecue kind of in front of you don't they to yeah heat it up. really thin really delicious quite sweet porky taste and the, this is mainly eaten around chinese new year but you can get it all year round yeah well we were eating it for like three weeks non-stop weren't we i've never seen it in the uk but if i did i would eat that pretty much daily we need to get our butts to chinatown mm. um so we did eat a ton of it in malaysia and we'd like to give a special shout out to patricia from the kl cooking class ah yeah so we did another cooking class uh, with her in kuala lumpur and her husband kingston told me that she had this amazing recipe so i got in contact with her on instagram and i was like send it my way so how did our back one come out so basically i didn't roll it thin enough Yes. That's the key thing. So it didn't quite have the texture. The taste was there, but texture-wise, it should have been slightly chewier. A bit more like jerky. And instead, it was like... A bit like the inside of a pork pie. Not unpleasant, do you know what I mean? I like a pork pie. But it wasn't quite what we were going for. Also, it wasn't as red, so I wonder whether they put in a food colouring or something. Yeah, would you make it again? I would make it again, but I'd make it again right. Yes, agreed. So the third recipe that we made was pancetta. Yeah, pancetta was from the Ginger Pig cookbook, is that right? Yep, it was. And I I just wanted to do some curing, so I thought, why not? I reckon we probably used a little bit too much of the curing salt. It was slightly salty to the point where it almost tasted a little fishy, uh, but not in an unpleasant way. It was a bit tough and dry, wasn't it? Well, I'm wondering whether if I had a proper slicer and could get it super duper thin, because it was pancetta and no, we're not No, we're bacon. not buying a proper slicer. <laughs> okay, but hypothetically we had, <laughs> then, you know, we would have had, sort of texture-wise, a, a, a more fun experience. Taste-wise, it was delicious. We served some to your dad, I think. Yeah, I think we had some with a fry-up, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we used it in loads of things. I think we used it in a carbonara, yeah. in a fry-up, yeah. so... Um, it was versatile. good. It was very versatile. It looked really good, mm. but the taste didn't quite live up. That's not the ginger pig's fault. That's we are our hu- fault. We're huge fans of the ginger pig butcher. Yeah. If they want to give us any f- discounts on meat, that would be appreciated. Any yeah. meat that's not pork. Sponsor our show, please. <laughs> and then the fourth recipe, we had braised pork belly in a ramen. Yeah, that was like with the chashu in it. Yeah, is that what you call that? Chashu? I think so. So why did we make ramen? 
Because we bloody, awesome. we love Japan. Yeah, because ramen's great. Another favourite household cookbook is Cult Tokyo. Yeah, and I, I pretty much just took it out of there, like did it straight up. You slow braise the, the pork, you create a broth, throw in some noodles, throw in the pork. And I think we did really good ramen eggs with this yeah, as well. Yeah, you did really yeah. good ramen eggs. That, that was actually one of my favourites so I mean, far of Bebop. I agree. Like, but ramen, anyway, is like the ultimate comfort food, isn't yeah. it? So good. It's making me hungry just thinking about it. Mm. Let's get this over with and we can eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last but not least, and uh, we don't need to talk about this one too much, was Sisig. You're talking about the Sisig. I am talking about the Sisig. <sighs> now, I think we don't want to rehash the ears episode. We talked about this in the last episode, the Sisig. Yeah. Which is a sort of a crispy Filipino thing where you crack a, a raw egg yolk and have some mayonnaise on top and with ears in there, chicken livers, I think, loads of lime. But basically I burnt it in the pan. So whatever it was supposed to be, it wasn't that. And it's not the pork belly's fault. It's probably my fault. Yeah, but thank God for the chicken livers and pork belly in that recipe, right? Yeah, I mean, I also want to slightly blame it on the ears because that's not the greatest part of the pig. And I thought, well, I'll put in a bit of ear and have it mainly belly. and Maybe the belly will rescue this. And the belly was sort of edible in a slightly burnt way. but So, our scores. First up, classy pork. What would you rate that out of ten? Yeah, delicious. Eight, at least. Yeah, agreed. Eight. Versatility in leftovers? Well, there wasn't any. I mean, okay, we yeah. just ate it all because it was so tasty. There wasn't any. But it would have been high. Yeah. It would have been, if it's like a really good, smooth curry, great use of the belly, delicious texture, not difficult at all. Would have made an awesome lunch if we had bothered to leave any for ourselves the mm. next day. Back one? I think my version of it, I would probably give a five. Maybe I'm being a bit too generous. But only because it was too thick. I think it has the potential to be a seven or an eight. Yeah, I think you're being harsh on yourself. Well, what would you give it? Six. We still ate it all. Yeah, of course. The pancetta. Six and a half. Mm, I'd go six. Oh, God, right. Okay, <laughs> God. Okay, not that bad. And the ramen. Oh, nine. Yeah, agreed. It's just where oh. I was at on that day. It was a really sort of like... In fact, I don't know, why are we saying nine? I'm, it's a ten out of ten dish. I don't think you've ever made anything better. I think, like, there are... Different ways to experience pork belly, and you know, you always think the king of pork belly is when it's crispy and light. And the dishes we did, only one or two of them, we tried to do that, and they were not bad. But in this round of pork belly, unquestionably, the ramen was king. Uh, Sisig, let's not go there. Sisig, I can't remember what we gave you last week. Two, two. one, <laughs> two, one or two. two, probably. <laughs> So on that note, All right. don't forget to hit subscribe. Also, if you don't mind sharing loads, because this is an episode that I wrote, and if my episode can do better than James's episode, that would be really great for the healthy competition we have sure. at home. Yeah, make, make our, our home life wonderful. <laughs> Join us on the next episode of the Apocalypse Podcast, where we will yet again be saving our bacon. 